When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Destiny Show Podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Robots Radio presents... Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I am your host, Cornholio, and on today's episode of the podcast, part of the Robots Radio Network, we welcome Moonvald from Planet Destiny. We'll learn much more about Moonvald and what she does over at Planet Destiny. We'll dive into the latest news about the upcoming Solstice of Heroes event, and we'll discuss the latest news from Bungie with this week's Bungie Weekly Update, or This Week at Bungie. And as a reminder, you can find the Destiny Show podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Anchor, and more. You can also find us live on twitch.tv forward slash the Destiny Show every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And on today's episode, we're welcoming Moon Vault from Planet Destiny. We're going to learn much more about what she does over at Planet Destiny and what Planet Destiny is and how they got started in our community. We'll dive into the latest news about Solstice of Heroes, This Week at Bungie, and so much more. And we'll begin right now. So first off, Shadow Price, how are you doing today? Welcome. Yeah, thanks. I'm doing pretty good. It's... uh I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't played much Destiny over the past week. I've just, real life has got, you know, gotten in the way that, I mean, for good reasons. Um, you know, tonight, some point tonight, I'm going to be a brand new uncle and everything, so. Uh, oh, no way. I'm That's exciting. Pretty excited about that because uh, this wow. will be uh, first time I've ever been an uncle before, so. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Wow, that's so cool to see. I didn't even know that, and yeah. me and Shadow Price talk on the reg, so that's that's a good surprise. Really cool, yeah, man. Yeah, brand new little guardian coming into the world. Uncle Price, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, so yeah, awesome. And and shopping on Amazon, and, and I bought a new uh, 1440p monitor. 
uh, last night. So just in time for Shadow Keep, of course. Right. That's customary. 155 hertz, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I've actually had a 1440p monitor since Destiny came out. So, well, Destiny 2 on PC, and it's been the coolest experience getting a chance to play the game with uncapped frames it's it's just such an amazing feeling that you just have to experience and i'm so excited for you you're finally going to jump on the bandwagon yeah yeah and that's Teft, awesome. tefty's made me a believer in the church of unlimited frames so <laughs> shout out to tefty <laughs> from uh, dcp shout outs to tefty and also, of course, we welcome Moonvald. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on with us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's thank you. such an honor, and you guys do such amazing work over at Planet Destiny. And for anyone who does not know, Planet Destiny is one of the longest-running websites covering all things Destiny. They have an awesome team of streamers and content creators like Nemplays, Jarv, Jopa Writes, just to name a few. And they also have a weekly podcast uh, covering Destiny, of course. And it is our go-to source for Destiny guides, news reviews, and all of our information on all things Destiny. So, Moon, thank you so much, and it's so great to have you on the show and we're going to put you on the hot seat tonight, so I hope you're ready. We're going to have a really <laughs> awesome conversation with you. We're going to learn more much about you, and we're going to answer questions live on Twitch. So we're really excited to invite you on for our discussion with the Guardians. Yes, once again, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it, absolutely. And so, Moon, to begin, how did you get started playing Destiny? How did this whole experience start for you? Mm, well, funny story. Destiny is actually my first like console FPS game, Destiny 1. Um, and I got started with it because of a friend of mine. Um, I was sitting with him playing video games and just watching him play mostly. Um, and he was playing D1 and he was driving around on Venus and he was... Uh, I think he was on a warlock and he had like all this beautiful armor on. And I, I just, I don't know. I took one look at the game and I said, I want to get in on that. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I, I want in on this. So he let me use PlayStation to make a, um, a PSN. Um, and the rest is history basically. <laughs> now, have you played the beta of destiny one the the beta for the original beta no the original destiny one no 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 no. uh so what happened was the time i came around was during house of wolves so mm -hmm. yes yep middle of house of wolves actually right before the taking king so yeah and and being someone who doesn't normally play first person shooters what got you into what attracted you to destiny why was that the game that was your introduction to fps games again it was the way it looked i'm a visual artist so if something appeals to my eye like i'm interested in learning more about it pretty much automatically um 
but it also looked fun. Like I'd watch again, I'd watch my friend play like some crucible and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't know. It just it the, looked the sky real box interesting. Too, the like, sky box, beautiful sky box. Mm-hmm. All the locations are gorgeous. Again, the armor, um, even the weapons themselves are aesthetically very appealing. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah, can I totally relate to that. That set it apart for me too. Just like the locations, how every place looked, mm-hmm. the sky box, the weapons, just like how special the weapons were. Like I had never, yes. never played a game like that before. Like I played Borderlands and, you know, it's like, yeah, some of those weapons are cool, but it's not Icebreaker. It's not Gallimore. No. It's, you know. And like I had been exposed, obviously, to, you know, your typical gritty, hyper, quote unquote, realistic military sort of style um, FPS mm-hmm. games before. And that it just it it was kind of bland to me. Right. Um, not to say they aren't fun and such but just kind of cookie cutter though basically a little bit cookie cutter yeah Yeah. and and destiny really stood out from all of that to me and again d1 is how i learned how to use a controller and it's yeah i just it's it's very special to me because it was kind of my first game that i was that into that's the bungee magic you know that's what i experienced like when I played Halo and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Halo just... Reach was that for me. And actually, Shadow Price got me into the Halo franchise. And the Halo Reach was my first introduction to the franchise. And that was the game that really drew me into playing PvP activities. Before yeah. that, I really never did. And mm-hmm. even with Call of Duty games, I would buy them essentially to play the campaign. And then... I wouldn't really touch much else besides zombies and black ops, but uh, I never really played PvP stuff until I really started playing Halo, and then Destiny came out, and it took everything to a whole new level. I feel like the guns felt so much more special, and the armor pieces felt so good, and just the way that you were able to move around with your character and the shooting mechanics. Yeah, and... The way that everything came together, from the art style to the music to the um, weapons to the rewards to that RNG, where if you didn't get that Gallarhorn the first try, you just want to keep playing. You want to keep grinding to get it. And yeah. uh, that was that first game that gave me that feeling. And also the cooperative nature of Destiny. It's more cooperative in my opinion, than any other game that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, did, how did you like the grind in the beginning? Because uh, it was pretty grindy, I, there, even during House of Wolves and everything. I I mean, it's it's hard to say because I wasn't so much in the mindset of, oh, there's this thing I need to get right now. There's, you know, this, this list of chores and goals that I want to accomplish kind of like it is now, which I still like because I'm kind of a freak of nature. Um, but in the beginning to me, it was, it was just all about exploring the world and getting a feel for things and kind of enjoying it that way. Right. I guess, um, like I would spend hours, (laughs) my friend, my friend again, who introduced me to this game would go insane because i would spend hours just doing patrols just patrols yeah. on venus like over and over and over and over again with no like no 
goal in mind and it, it was just because i wanted to dr- yeah exploring. just exploring and just yeah. driving my sparrow around and yeah like Picking learning the occasional spirit bloom and everything too yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. just learning how the game worked and like physically kind of you know i could totally I relate guess. to that too yeah. like venus, training myself venus is my favorite location like in all of this i, I love mm-hmm. venus i just love the lush nature of it i like the music and the vex themselves and everything the vex just, are cool yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. i just i just love destiny one like i think that the everything that the game did so perfect from the strikes to the music to the guns it, it feels so special and even to this day it feels like the ultimate destiny experience when you think about destiny the collection as a whole there's so much in that game and it's it's almost sad to me to see it them kind of abandon it once destiny 2 came out because there were so many things about destiny 1 that were so special yeah and to this day i think destiny 1 has some of the best strikes the best raids and just the best experiences that i had in in the game the franchise yeah i went back and played suffix perfected this past weekend and oh my god, that nice. strike is amazing! Like the music that kicks in when you get to Sepix perfected, the heavy metal, like yeah, yeah, yep. Sepix, yeah. The, and it's like it's like you're fighting him in a blizzard. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, so aesthetically pleasing. Yep. Now on the topic of uh, strikes, do you have a favorite strike, Moon? Do I have a favorite strike? Yes, in Destiny. Uh, in Destiny okay. 1 or Destiny 2 or both? If you combine both of them and you can pick your one favorite one, which one would it be? I really love, I would say probably the Tanix strike. That is a cool strike. I don't know why. It's very simple and very straightforward, but I enjoy, I remember enjoying it a lot. Um, also, a la cool, Darkblade. Yeah, I played, awesome. I played that oh, this cool. past weekend yeah. too. That was that's, yeah. that's really fun. The dreadnought yeah, was think, such a cool location. It was. I I I think that was probably in D one my favorite location was the dreadnought. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a toss up between the Tanix strike. I can't remember the name and the the uh, dark blade. What is it? The shadow thief or shadow thief? Yeah. yeah. I must. Yes. I think it's something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. 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 Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I I think for me, I would say my favorite strike would have to be between the Nexus strike and Sepix Next, Prime. Nexus is my favorite. Yeah. Just because, mm-hmm. see, with, with Sepix Prime, I really love the music when you get into that boss room. And just the entire encounter, it's so much fun. And there's so, it, it's so perfect. You know, you go to different areas and there's so many different challenges that you go through. And it's also that nostalgia of going through the Cosmodrome, kind of where it all began, right? So I think that's that's kind of special to me, you know. And I I think for me, like, my favorite destination has to be, I would say, the Cosmodrome just because it's that first destination. So there's something special about roaming the Cosmodrome so you can get your grimoire uh, built up for a specific weapon type or just farming materials or doing um, different bounties yeah. or patrols. Yeah. So there's just something really special or about that. And I'll never forget for an hour, a couple hours. 
Yeah. And Skywatch. Yeah, that was that was awesome. And I really love what Bungie did with the nostalgia factor of that loot cave because they actually added a little bit of, uh, I, I guess, lore to it that talks about the remains of the past and oh, yeah. to kind of celebrate. A thousand deaths will never be enough for Master Raul or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Moon, so what does Planet Destiny do and how did Planet Destiny get started? Oh boy. So Planet Destiny started long before my time playing Destiny. It started... And obviously even longer before I was involved with the IP. Um, but started out as basically a news website outlet um, to report on the latest goings on with the Destiny franchise. And it's undergone more changes than I think I could even begin to elaborate on. Um, but nowadays, um, we are focused still on reporting about um news with destiny but also we are doing our best to put a focus on the community as well because over the years and we all know this but the destiny community has grown into this massive thing it's just basically like a giant family um but mm -hmm. i really want to support people on an individual level and also as a whole um, if I can through the platform that we have. So that is, that is kind of a current goal of ours aside from everything else that is, um, that has already been established. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's really awesome that you guys provide this platform and this opportunity for content creators to shine to get themselves out there who are really hardworking, really good mm -hmm. content creators good people like nem for example i mean he's one of the hardest working dudes i know like shout outs to nem and he's such an incredible content creator and you guys offer that opportunity for up-and-coming creators like that and uh we we certainly appreciate you guys for that and also for all the awesome content that you guys put out on such a consistent basis and it's not easy to do uh even if it's a 10 minute video it, it it takes an immense amount of editing and effort to put together the quality content that you guys put out on such a consistent basis of course thank you and again like you said it's it's all our content creators i don't have a very large part anymore in the actual production of things um i'm more in a management role but yeah, no, big shout out to everybody who makes makes stuff for us because we wouldn't be anything without people like Nim and Crit Buff and TBL and Story and Dan and our entire Twitch team and our writing team. Just we have so many great people. So props. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is your official title with Planet Destiny? I am basically the lead content manager. I'm the community manager. I also function um, as I, I, I herd cats, essentially. <laughs> like I keep everything organized. It's hard to for me to kind of assign a specific title to that. Um, but basically, I just call myself the head content 
and social media manager. Yeah. <laughs> what does a social media and content manager do exactly? Um, again, organization is the big thing. Um, I do recruiting. Um, if somebody, especially if somebody reaches out to me and wants to join the team, you know, we put them through an application process. Um, sometimes I will reach out to other people asking if they would like to join us. Um, so there's a recruiting aspect to it. There's also, um, a lot of it is data entry, metadata entry, um, uploading things, scheduling things, um, interviewing people, managing, again, managing my different, the different kind of sections of my team. Again, we have our writers, we have our Twitch team, and then we have our, uh, like video producers. So trying to keep everything on track basically is, I guess, what my job can be summed up as, um, and facilitating growth and new ideas and, um, things that will benefit us. Um, and kind of just, yeah, just, it's a pretty good vision. Spinning all the plates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. Is it hard keeping everything organized and together with such a big platform that has so many moving pieces so many and so outlets. many different people who are involved in so many different aspects? Yes. Uh, we are actually kind of, we've been, since I've taken over, we've remained kind of understaffed in a way. So I spend a lot of time wearing a lot of different hats and it is, it's, it's very difficult to, um, keep track of everything, but I'm learning as I go along and I continue to develop better systems with which I can, um, again, keep everything organized and kind of, uh, know where all of my threads are and keep track of their ends so they don't get tangled, if that makes sense. I don't know, um, but a lot of Definitely. it's a lot of it's just thinking about, um, like, how to make things function more efficiently, and how I can um, how I can sort everything so that we can um, we can <laughs> we can function under the least amount of stress possible. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can very much relate to that with both having to manage a podcast and also to work with independent clients and all the freelancing that I do. It, it's, it takes a lot of coordination and mm-hmm. you're always thinking about ways you can optimize and make things yes. run more efficiently and to automate where you can so your time isn't stretched too thin. Yep. So I, I've been using Trello a lot. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Trello, but it's a great tool for organizing. And I and take a look at that every day. It's so I use great. Um, I mostly use an app called To Do List. Um, OK, yep. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll look into Trello for sure. I'm always that's it's just the thing I think about day and night. <laughs> it's just how we can do things better. Um, what would what mm-hmm. would what would help planet destiny as a brand and how I can, um, also give back to the community at the same time and striking a balance and just, there's so much, it's just, it's a lot, but I love it. I love it. And I'm really grateful because I get to, um, I get to treat this like my full-time job basically. Right. So yeah, I, I am extremely lucky. I am so lucky and so grateful every day that I get to do this sort of thing. 
And it, it's crazy to think that a video game that you just consider a hobby can turn into not only that, but also a career and something that you can enjoy doing and working on every single day, which is mm -hmm. really awesome. It's crazy. It's so crazy to think about, but it's just such, even yeah. after just a little over a year, it's become such an integral part of my life um, that, yeah, I, I can't imagine doing anything else right now at this moment in time. Yeah, that this game has all led us up to, you know, this basically us doing mm -hmm. a podcast and everything, you know, just because our love for the game and the community and everything. So, yeah. So, Moon, what do you do when you're not playing Destiny or working with Planet Destiny? Um, I make art uh, when I can. I haven't been able to a lot because, again, Planet Destiny just consumes so much of my time. But I'm at a point right now where I'm kind of diving back into it. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, I'm a visual artist. I mostly do fine art, like illustration. I do a lot of painting. Um, I've also kind of dabbled and am currently dabbling in uh, more graphic design work. Um, like logo design and uh, doing things like Twitch graphics for people. Uh, it's all stuff I really enjoy, um, but that's that's kind of my, my side hustle, and I'm going to be giving it a lot more attention going forward, I think, because now I'm getting getting to a point where I think I can afford to do that. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck with, with your side hustle that hopefully will become something bigger hopefully <laughs> yeah I, I do hope so a lot of it kind of intersects with the destiny stuff um like i do want to start streaming again i'm gonna have a new rig within the next like a couple weeks to a month so that's gonna be that's really exciting. cool um and i'm gonna be able to stream and play on pc and um just do all sorts of fun stuff i'm gonna be able to edit video again which is something i really enjoy doing so you must um, be really excited for uh cross save and everything yes yes i'm very excited very yeah. very excited i have a lot of friends on pc who i i can play d2 on pc right now but it's it's just it's it has yeah i have to like really you know yeah, knock getting, down all of my settings you're getting and it's, a new rig it's, not fun. it's best to probably just yeah. wait till then and when and cross exactly. save comes and yeah. you don't have to regrind that you know anything. yeah no. so. yeah i'm not touching it until, <laughs> until cross save happens pretty yeah. much so and, and, and i think yeah. they're going to implement that early like because mm -hmm. they're going to want to test things i'm sure and you know yep. so i i would say maybe like a week before Two weeks before? Crossing. Well, cross save actually right now is um, there's a lot of Bungie employees who have it. That's true. Um, yeah. And are testing it out. So I think I think they want it to be ready to ship when it you know when Shadowkeep comes out. So so I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's the reasoning for that. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Keep saying yeah. And <laughs> all my sentences with yeah. It's going to be really exciting, and especially with the new influx of players that we'll have. I think that's going to give Crucible a lot of new players to, mm -hmm. to enjoy the game. And the player base is going to really grow. And I'm really interested to see how the meta evolves and changes going into Shadow Cape. Because we know every season something different happens with the meta. Like 
grenade launchers are so, so useful in so many different activities and so many different situations, especially with endgame content in Destiny 2 right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves going into the fall and future seasons. Yeah, well, we're also going to have like new weapon types and stuff too, I believe, or like a couple different, you know, more novel sort of riffs on stuff we already have. Like somebody um, during the Shadowkeep reveal mentioned that they were working on a heavy bow. Heavy bow. Yeah, the heavy bow. Um, mm -hmm. And then there was like that, I don't, was it like a hand cannon? With, with a, a scope, yeah. Scope, and it was, yeah, just crazy stuff like that. Lights so I wonder on fire if, when you shoot it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that's all going to play into um, the meta Yeah. when it happens. I'm really curious to to see that hand cannon that they showed off during yeah. the bite on. Oh, and, and the uh, trace that's rifle that so creates fun. a crit spot, too. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. <gasps> It's going to be so exciting. Because I, I think trace rifles are the most underutilized like, like weapon, like next to sidearms and all of Destiny, probably. I don't know. I get killed by Wave Splitter like every time I go into the Crucible. What's, what's Wave Splitter? I don't even know what that is. I play on PC. Oh, but I'll know what it is in September. So it's. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No more exclusives going forward, which is good. Good, you know, good, good job, Bungie. I like that. That was such a big one for me. When they Huge. announced it, like that made me so happy. That whole stream for, was like freaking yeah, winning. Hashtag winning. Like that yeah. was that was amazing. Like I just was like in tears like the whole time. Yeah, just like one thing after I, another, like boom, boom, boom. Just like man, I was so excited. It was so cool. Yeah, no, it was such a awesome day and such a big day, not only for the Destiny community but also for Bungie because. You could tell they've been working so hard on this, and they it took a long time to get to where they were, right? Mm -hmm. It took a lot of walls to have to break through. Activision is one. It's a pretty big wall to have to break through, and I'm sure that there were some challenges with switching gear and becoming the sole independent owners of their own fate, right? It, it takes big steps and a lot of different efforts to come together to create something so monumental and i think that that yeah. was a really proud day for them you could tell when uh, luke smith and mark noseworthy when they were talking when they introduced all of the announcements you could tell they were a little bit nervous but you could tell it was very humanizing was human side very humanizing yeah it was yeah. really humanizing you can tell mm -hmm. that they really care about the content they're putting out and that this community matters to them yeah. right it's not just a game that we're going to sell you and you can play it for a year and then something different totally comes out like they want to make it a unified world and i'm excited to see what a mmo focused destiny looks yes. like yes oh i i really really want yeah more because we kind of saw this like starting in season of the drifter but more like rpg and mmo and like just really breathing life into your connection with the narrative itself and yeah kind of immersing you in that in that oh and that's i'm just so Shadow excited Keeps, the beginning <laughs> like that's the beginning we can only go up from there which is like awesome to think about and everything yeah so yeah and it's it's really cool another thing i've noticed a lot um well i say a lot yeah, I guess a lot. But with um, like between Bungie and the community, there seems to be a lot more, um, again, that sense of connection 
um, now that they kind of they I assume at least get to make more of their own rules in terms of um, how to interact with the player base and their audience. And that's been really cool to see. We got a lot of that at Guardian Con, um, just meeting people and talking to them and really, really getting a good look at um, how how just how passionate everybody is, I think. That works there at least and how focused and intelligent and hardworking everyone is. Yeah. So it's shout out to Bungie every, for but, doing exactly. some good stuff. Yeah. Just like sharing, sharing a vision now, you know, everybody just mm-hmm. like embracing this and embracing the, you know, MMORPG that, you know, the, this game, like how it's going to evolve. And, you know, I'm just so excited. Like, I, man, just can't wait for Shadow Keep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see how the tower changes and I want to see a vendor refresh. I want to see new strikes and new crucible maps. And I know we're gonna get that this fall. And it's so exciting and so cool to see that we're actually getting a proper expansion instead of an annual pass this fall, which so many people predicted that we would get and here Bungie comes out of nowhere with this big, big thing. And it, it's exciting. And Eris Morn, she's one of my favorite characters in the game. Yep. So it's it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Just her voice. Hers and Marasov's, like, just, oh, man. <coughs> this, iconic. I get goosebumps every time. Yeah, okay. iconic. Yeah. Awesome. It's, wonderful. And I, I think Eris Morn is a really powerful character too. Mm-hmm. So her I think voice it's gonna resonates. be it, it does. And I think it's gonna be really interesting to see um to explore kind of the trauma that she's gone through in a really, really tangible, scary personal way with this DLC. Um I maybe it will it, it will give us a better perspective, I think on all of the stuff she's been through because Eris has just gone through the ringer (laughs) and you know a lot of people made light of it in d1 but I think I think she's coming back with a vengeance and we're we're really gonna be getting getting a (laughs) up close and personal look at all of that so that's really interesting to me and there's so much lore behind Eris Morn, and with the amount of lore that we have now, and with, I'm sure, what we're going to see with the next expansion, I'm so interested in learning more about where she came from and what mm-hmm. she went through. And it's going to be really interesting to see, hopefully, the lore of Eris Morn to get really flushed out. And I know they're going to, the Bungie devs are going to do an amazing job with this one because they have some really talented people on the writing team. Yeah. And what's going to yeah. be um, Eris's reaction to Cade? You know, like, is, yeah. Is she gonna... I, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Moon, how are you enjoying Season of Opulence? I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit, actually. Um, weirdly enough, uh, I 
have been playing a lot more PvP, which is weird because I know like there's the menagerie and you know there's grinding for a whole bunch of other stuff, but um I I kind of like where the meta is right now. Maybe that's blasphemous to say, but um what do you like using what do you like using in pvp i i'm again i'm like i said earlier i'm a complete weirdo (laughs) and i love scouts and i love ars and i still use them but um i I, i'm also a big fan of hand cannons and fusion rifles and kind of your more standard stuff Um, a lot of things are viable now mm -hmm. yeah i actually i just got my recluse uh, oh, a couple days congratulations. ago. Congratulations! Nice. Thank you. How are you so liking I've, it? Yeah, I've, I've I've been enjoying it a lot. I used it in Iron Banner uh, for a while, but um, it's a very yeah. good gun. Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I think my go-to loadouts are I really like um, using Mida still. I like Mida in Arantel. I know. Arantel's good. Um, Arantel's really good. Especially got backup plan Arantel. on it. I got backup plan yeah. on mine and pretty yeah. happy about that. Backup plan is yeah. Um Mida and Arantel. Um I like breakneck and trust together. Maybe that's strange. I don't know. Um on certain in certain maps. Um but yeah, just stuff like that. I I'm I'm kind of feeling crucible a lot more lately. Um, than I have been, I guess, recently. So, and I'm excited that they're going to have a bigger emphasis and shadow keep on the crucible mm-hmm. and everything too. Yes. Like that, like from what you could see in the Vidoc, like I saw Widow's Court, like that's one of my favorite maps in like yes. Destiny One. Just PvP. give me back my Nolan Beyond. Yes, <laughs> we'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, that that's would... all I want. No land in the ram. I say this every time I'm on a podcast, but those are the two things. Also, void fang vestments. Oh, I take yeah. that too. That, that was a great exotic. I, I think yeah. I think I'm gonna put my bets on, if not every exotic from Destiny One, but most exotics from Destiny One returning to Destiny Two in some form by the time that we're done with both the fall expansion and that year of content that will be coming out. Cause I think that there's, there's so a lot many. of value. Yeah. Like pocket infinity. Like that thing has been stuck infinity. would be cool. Stuck in D one. <laughs> like you have yeah. not even seen like a, that gun come back at all. So that would be nice to see it come back sometime during maybe shadow keep with uh, all these Vex invasions happening and a Vex raid. Like, can we talk about that for a minute? The Black Garden. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. Another favorite location in Destiny One. Yes. Uh, uh, I, it's it's beautiful. First of all, very iconic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and exactly iconic. It's the, there's a lot of lore behind it too. Mm-hmm. So. And it's that's I, I think that's you know getting initially into Destiny One. One of my other favorite things was kind of the references that the narrative makes to like really like occult and esoteric and sort of mm-hmm. extra causal stuff that we see um and kind of giving it that blend of you know sci-fi and fantasy um but we really just got to see a lot of like creepy metaphysical stuff with um the black garden um and i'm, I'm 
super super pumped for that to come back that's that's where we kill the god into you know yeah we (laughs) kill a god exactly so yeah yeah i'm excited to go back there can't wait yeah oh absolutely i'm so excited to to go into the black garden and to play the new raid that's coming out i have no idea how i'm gonna prepare for it because everything's changing because we haven't had a vex raid so since uh vault of glass so mm-hmm. like yeah that was the beginning that that was the pinnacle that that's my favorite raid is vault of glass so. me too <laughs> can we potentially see the return of something like the vex mythic last perhaps I remember Log Power Slave on Twitter. You guys know Log, right? Mm-hmm. Familiar. Great guy. Destiny yeah. Down awesome dude. Awesome wonderful, dude. wonderful gentleman. But he was, he was like, bring it back. <laughs> it was a monster. We need it again. And I was like, yep. Cheers to that. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to bring it back, too, for that, you know, the raid, mm-hmm. possibly, or even after the raid, like an exotic quest or something that we partake yeah. in after the raid. Yep. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. I would really enjoy that. And I, I think that Bungie is realizing that endgame content is very valuable to them because the player base does want to have something they can play once they beat the campaign. You want something to grind for. And there's something really special about having that Terraba drop for you after your like 15th or 20th try uh, trying to you know play through the, the raid so it's it's pretty cool to see how the game evolves in the fall and going into the future we know that bungie is now very good at being quick to respond to player feedback and they're not afraid to make bold changes to the game for the greater good and mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're seeing right now and i'm so excited to see where the evolution of destiny takes us because again you know we've played this game for so many hours i mean it's been like eight thousand hours combined so we really enjoy this game and we, yeah. we want to see this game grow and evolve and become more of an mmo experience and it's going to be really cool to see how that takes place this fall and in the future yeah so Moon, we have a question from yeah pinotorius mr adam you, pino mr adam pino <laughs> mr gambit so engineer from bungie yeah <laughs> what's his question and his question is how do you put up with working with the biggest edgelord in Destiny, Nem plays? <laughs> oh, poor Nem, first of all. Poor Nem. Nem gets so much flack that he does not deserve. Pino is just a beast. He's he's so he's so relentless. Um but to answer your question, I you know, I think I'm kind of also like low-key an edgelord too. <laughs> so me and them are sort of cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. I think that's a, on a more serious level. I think it's why we make a good team. Um, but but I'm like I'm like low-key edgy. So, yeah, that's why we get along. It, it's it, it, it works perfectly. Yeah, it's a, it, you balance <laughs> each other out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's just there's not a lot of conflict or the edges work together the pieces the edges work together yes yes 
yeah, that's a good way to put it <laughs> for sure. Well said. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thank you so much for your question today. And if anyone else has a question in chat, please type it in the chat box and we'll make sure to get to it and ask on the show live. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we're going to continue with our discussion with the Guardians. And Moon, can you share a hidden talent that you have that most people would not know about? Hidden talent. Uh, I'm good with plants. Is that a good answer? I'm like, I, I can garden pretty well. Botany, um, yeah. Botany, yeah. And I know a lot about house plants and outdoor plants and um, all that sort of thing. Cool. And That's pretty cool. A lot about. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about um, like what I can and cannot grow here where I live because I live in a very cold climate. Um, so, yeah, plants, working with plants, if that can be considered a talent, that is something I don't broadcast a lot and I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, they give us oxygen, so it's pretty important. Yeah. So... <laughs> Who doesn't like fresh fruits and veggies? It's true. You know, it's it's the perfect combination, and it, it's great when it's fresh and you know where it's coming from. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I don't really think there's a lot of things have. better than that um, in life. What's the, honestly, what's the most difficult vegetable to have to grow? Where I live, it's pretty much everything. Like I, okay. I can barely even grow tomatoes here. Um, Cold climate, but cold climate yeah um yeah lots of stuff is really difficult um like there's like i couldn't do a lot of citrus probably because it's so cold um yeah there's a laundry list <laughs> just stuff i can't do which sucks i need a greenhouse someday what about a cucumber because they say cool is a cucumber can you grow all cucumbers it's it's a little bit more iffy. Uh, the things that grow really well here are things like, um, I'm sorry, by the way, this is so off topic, but um, <laughs> zucchinis get on just fine here. Beans, peas, that sort of thing. Um, there's, I know, for people who do, um, do fruit orchards and stuff, apples are okay here generally. Um, mm -hmm. Any type of berry really uh you can do potatoes under pretty much any circumstances yeah garlic onions <laughs> that sort of thing for anybody out there who gardens i live in uh zone 3c as a climate so if that means anything to anybody that should tell you what you need to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Again, it's not super relevant, but yeah. Now, I think we got another question go ahead, from Pino. Yeah, a question. Oh, from yes. Pino. Yeah. Okay. We have another question. And Pino wants to know how did you and Bife start working together on super cool spoken words project? Oh, okay. Um, so. A while ago, quite a quite a while ago, actually, last year, um, 
I worked on a project with a couple people I know um, surrounding music of the spheres. Um, Such an amazing content piece. So with the score and everything um, that was composed, there's also a set of poems that exist um, that required narration. Um, Each of these poems was divided into two parts and I was brought onto the project with uh, um, to work with Bife, basically. Um, So what happened was I read the first part of each poem. He read the second part um, and that all ended up in a recording um, in a series that you can find um, if you search Mbline, E-M-B-L-Y-N-E, I think, on YouTube. And just type in that and then Music of the Spheres and all of that stuff will come up. But he... Yeah, no, so that's how we got introduced. Um, and I have a history, a history. I have experience with reading, uh, kind of narrating poetry and stuff from high school. I entered competitions and did a lot of that um, when I was younger. So it came very natural, naturally to me, and it was it was a fun project to participate in. But Bife um, kept in touch with me and... That's how I ended up doing some more voice work for him. That's really cool. Now, what's it like working with uh, Bife? Because he's a really, really awesome content creator. And the quality of the content he puts out, it's amazing. Yeah, Bife is probably one of the best people I know. Um, Both on the kind of caliber that he is and also just in general. Um, I I say this a lot, uh, but... Bife is very, very humble and very generous and very honest. Um, and it's he's a great person to work with. And I've worked with people who, you know, I, I like to also think of myself as pretty honest. So I like this isn't just me saying that to say it because I have worked with people who I, I don't hold to the same regard as that, but by honest to God, I I can tell you that he is an amazing human being. And I really hope that in the future I get the chance to work with him again. Cause it's, it's just a treat. It, It doesn't even feel like work, like no matter, you know, what I've been asked to do or help with, it's always just, yep, no problem because I enjoy it so much. Yeah, he's so so good at what he does. Like he's mm-hmm. so yes, and that he's so talented, he's so smart, and so focused. He does his research, yeah. and he's just yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's he's awesome. And again, the humility I think with Bife, like just the humble, it's very like, humble, and yeah. the voice. He's so too. humble. The voice is mm-hmm. just and his voice. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's 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 a trait I really admire in Bife because again, he is so highly regarded and he is so popular within the community and even in other gaming communities from my understanding at least like he's he's just regarded so highly but he still keeps this this generosity and humility about him um i actually had a meet and greet with him at guardian con um i was with Blessius also we were there because yeah, of the so, last so word cool. video and, and yeah. like I like that Bife is the reason I was at that meet and greet to begin with because he asked if like me and Bless could be there but um 
I remember like we had a allotted time slot to be at the bungee booth and Bife said, I'm going to sit here and sign things until everybody gets a chance to get what they want, basically. So after after, you know, our time was up at the bungee booth, we just went over and moved to another table and I had to leave in the middle of it because I had a dinner reservation. Guardian Con is very busy, but they stayed there and <laughs> signed everything from everybody that wanted to come and meet him. And he just it's he's I don't know. He's, Again, yeah. he's so driven. humble, he's so driven. incredible, yeah. so driven. From, yeah. Yeah. From yep. everyone who attended who I've heard from they oh, they said that Bife and Morla uh, Eris Morn mm-hmm. they both Morla. stuck around the entire weekend just signing autographs and interacting yep. with fans and they they do such awesome yeah. work they're such great examples of inspiring people in this world who are doing mm-hmm. really awesome things and Bife such a humble guy doing so yeah. many great things and to see uh, Morla be so dedicated to the franchise and the game and so see her return much. in such a big way. Um, actually, I had Pino, Mr. Pinotorius, Adam, um, introduce me to Morla and she stood there talking to me for, I think, like five or six minutes about, you know, like I told her where I lived and all this stuff. And she, she was like, oh, yeah, I just went on a road trip there. And she like told me about her experience. And she was she's I, I don't know how she did it because she just had the same level of enthusiasm and friendliness. And, and like she was so engaging with every single person she talked to. Incredible. Like how <laughs> I can't I can't even imagine doing that. And I'm not even. I'm not even super introverted. Like I'm a little bit introverted, but I'm not, you know, it, it just seems impossible to me. It's she's, she's, she's just one of those people I think that is of such, again, high yeah. caliber, high quality as like her, just the character of who she is. Um, so that was really cool she, to see and inter interact with her and stuff. Yeah. She, as I got the chance she to plays her character so well. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. like, her voice it's, it's so like it's so iconic and epic you know powerful it's and epic and yeah 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 i mean it's yes yeah like i said i get goosebumps when i hear it like when i when i go back and i listen to him because i was listening to a bunch of destiny stuff over the week and just listen to her voice it's, oh my god amazing yeah definitely yeah so moon Moving on, what are some challenges that come with running a community as large as Planet Destiny? Uh, synergy, <laughs> if I can throw that word out there. Um, getting everything to work in tandem is often very difficult. Um, keeping everything consistent also when it depends on so many different people is I don't want to say impossible, but it feels impossible a lot of the time. And again, I have a great team that works very closely with me to make things happen. But it's just it's it's so hard to ask everybody to make such a solid commitment, especially when they have like real life stuff going on all the time and like regular jobs and um, just that sort of thing. Um, but to m- managing people as a whole. I think is probably one of the biggest challenges that I face. Um, but also 
trying to come up with ways to kind of get ahead of the competition because unlike when planet destiny first started we have you know we have there are so many fronts on which we are you know we have competitors i guess you could say like all people i love don't get me wrong obviously the every other content creator that's um doing the same kind of work i'm doing if especially if they come from a lot of them have come from planet destiny or started out with planet destiny but it's it's still it's it's just a, a game of time how fast can you get something out how high quality it has to be um and balancing all of that and figuring out you know how to maximize our seo it's just there's there's so much <laughs> It's, it's yeah. a lot. That's what makes Destiny Definitely. so unique. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. there's things always changing. You know, there's always yeah. something happening. There's always news to report on. There's always, you know, things going on. Everything, so. yeah. yeah. And I also think that if you're managing a project like content, there's so many things that the end user just wouldn't really think about, like search engine optimization, as you mentioned. And... Mm -hmm user experience and making sure that your content gets out there in front of other people's eyeballs yeah. doesn't just magically happen. It actually takes work and effort and a lot of coordination and commitment to first just create the content in the first place. Yeah, which is mostly what I do. Everything that I do is virtually invisible, I guess, to our audience, right? Like nothing that I do can be really seen um but it's still a lot of work you make what was that? you make sure the wheels go in motion and everything basically like things you make sure yeah. the things happen you know <laughs> i make i make i'm the i'm the maker of things happening essentially exactly. yes mm -hmm. yep you are the gatekeeper of things mm-hmm and another, like, if you want me to get, like, real for a second, another challenge I face, too, is I, I think I'm pretty good at delegating, but also I'm very bad at relinquishing control over things. Um, not for lack of trust, but for for the simple fact that I it, it means that I can't keep track of everything. Um, and I sometimes, like, again, in the beginning, I of the show I talked about having all these threads in front of me. And, you know, if, if I give, give one to somebody else, then I, I, I don't always have like full sight of it and what's going on. And I, that becomes a little bit difficult for me because I, I, I just, it could give you anxiety, keeping all my ducks right? in a row. And yeah. it does, it gives me anxiety because I obviously want everything to go well. Right. Um, that makes but, sense. Yeah. yeah. That's another big challenge I face personally, and I am getting better at it. And I am, I think, working on that, especially with the more senior folks on the team who I, I do have. Um, I do work really, really closely with like Nem and Dan. Um, but yeah. yeah. Both really great content creators. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Love them to death. I, I wouldn't be able to do anything without those two specifically, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Shout outs to Nim and Dan. Mm -hmm. Nim plays and Danfinity. And Moon, what are your hopes and what are your wishes for the upcoming Shadow Keep expansion? 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, I want more MMOE, RPGE type <laughs> stuff. I want, I want like, I want to feel the story kind of like I did in D1. And it's, 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 it's a weird feeling to chase because I don't think I'll ever have that again, where it's just the sense of awe and wonder and immersion that I got from being introduced originally. I think to the franchise. I think but with Eris back in the picture, we're you know that that's a good possibility. Everything. It, it yeah, and I I definitely hopeful that I can get at least close to that again. Um, but I I really want to take the opportunity to experience that kind of from a less analytical standpoint and more from like like how does this make me feel? How you know how is this affecting me? How is the story kind of really? You know, how can I how can I dig into the meat of that? Um, and I, I, I hope in Shadowkeep that we do get more opportunity for that, for sure. Do you come from RPG background? Um, Not really. Um, my background with gaming is a little bit mixed kind of before Destiny. Uh, I I mean, I guess it's 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 hard to say. I played I played a couple Pokemon games here and there. Um, RP- that's RPG. Emerald. It is. Yeah, I think Emerald was my first. But then I also played like Minecraft (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um, the first one of the first video games I can ever remember playing, which I still love to this day, uh, was Grim Fandango um, Ah, from Double Fine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a good game. Uh, They they remastered it, too. I think it's on it's available on PlayStation. I still haven't gone back and played through it. I would love to, like, play that and stream it eventually. But I love I love that story. It's so 90s and it's so like it just it just has such a distinct flavor to it that I love. Um, But yeah, Minecraft was a big one. I played a lot of Minecraft. I I want to go back to Minecraft all the time. Um, Sims was big for me. Um, I'm just I'm big on stuff that I can do like really creative things with. Like I create things and everything. Yeah, like I can build and yeah. Because I I don't know what it is about me, but I think that's just like the most core part of my personality is that I I love making stuff, and in any space that I can get to do that, I that's like that's the most pinnacle self that I can be, and you know I can attribute a lot of my problems like in depression and whatever you want to call it to not having the time or space or resources to really work on that so. Paying attention to that is definitely really important for who I am as a person, I think. Yeah. Yeah, doing something you're passionate about is definitely something that's important for your personal development and growth as a human being. So I can Mm -hmm. very much relate to that. And now, if you won the jackpot and you won a billion dollars today. A billion dollars. Holy shit, that's a lot of money. (laughs) What would I do with it? What would you do? Well, billion dollars could change a lot of things for the better for a lot of people. Um, So I feel like I would set myself up to be comfortable for the rest of my life. Right. Not even with the utmost, most luxurious situation. I, I don't even think I would like want to buy a mansion or like a big property. I, you know, I think what I would want to do is I would want to buy maybe some sort of cottage type house, um, maybe here in the States, maybe over in Germany, which is a country I loved. I visited nine years ago. Um, 
just buy a little house, a little cottage, um, and maybe invest in a good working space. And again, this is all stuff that's, that doesn't even touch the budget of a billion dollars. Right. <laughs> um, I, I would probably want to do something like that and just, just create the best space that I could for myself. Um, and like living wise and then kind of give myself enough money to, um, live out my life without any problems. Um, because again, a billion dollars is so much, it is so much like a million dollars. That's like, uh, yeah, you know, this is a little bit more, const- a little bit more constraining I say, but like a billion dollars is crazy amount of money. Um, after that I would, take care of as many people like friends and family as I could. I think that's probably a really common answer. Um, and then I I don't know, I would contribute as much of it as I had left over to, I guess you could say charity. Um, anything helping, you know, stuff for I guess animals reproductive rights there's there's just oh my god there's so much you could do um yeah charity I think would be a big part of that um all just good the things. distribution of that amount of wealth um to make things better would be very important to me so yeah absolutely that's really yeah. well said and yeah that's pretty great uh pretty thing good. To it's kind of a boring to, answer i'm sorry like i, I didn't say oh, i want to build i want to buy a castle and i want to oh, maybe i could buy a castle i don't know <laughs> a small castle germany that would be probably possible i mean obviously possible um but i don't care about cars i don't care about i, I wouldn't care about kind of showing off you know, wealth or whatever. Cause it's just, I'm just one person. I like to be by myself a lot of the time. I like, again, I like my friends, but like, it's just, it's just so much. <laughs> I, 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 I'm very comfortable with less, I guess. I what, you, you wouldn't just... want to buy Twitch? <laughs> God, I want to see it. Who knows? That would be a lot of work to buy. Yeah. If you bought Twitch, and do you think Amazon's going to let that go? <laughs> no, I see that's like, like you're competing with Jeff Bezos at that point. You know, oh, yeah, he's got like 30 that. billion. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he doesn't even care, dude. And, and like you talked about the difference between a million and a billion dollars, but like the difference between a billion and then 33 billion is a huge gap. Yeah. Um, I mean, case, but, case in point, I was just buying food off Amazon tonight. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like it's it's I'm so boring. The only thing I can think of is just make myself comfortable for the rest of my life. And then invest it or donate it or do something to just, I guess, make the world a better place. That's so cheesy. So <laughs> cheesy, but it's so true because they would have the opportunity to do that. And like I just think that would be the right thing to do. The most rewarding thing to do. I think that's a good answer. Good, honest answers. How about an art studio? An art studio would be cool. That might be Maybe fun. Maybe a, a gallery or something like that attached to it or... I don't know. Maybe start up some sort of esports organization. <laughs> focus on something. Yeah. Try to come at that in a nuanced way if there's anything that hasn't been done before that would take a lot of thinking and planning i think but 
Um, I don't know. There's so I like animals things. a lot. Maybe I'd open up an animal shelter and do something with that. Again, that's just so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tiny <laughs> things, lots of little things. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Do you have any animals of your own? Oh yeah, I have a cat right now. I used oh, to work nice. with animals. I worked at a, uh, I guess, a pet store. So it's not like crazy involved with wildlife or anything. But um, yeah, I am. A I big have a fan. little Pomeranian Chihuahua who thinks he's really big, but he's only twelve uh, pounds. Oh yeah, they all do. The little ones. They're very mouthy, and they they <laughs> think they're like huge and scary and intimidating oh yeah he talks back like sometimes i feel like oh, yeah. he's yelling at me and i'm like dude like chill bro i'm trying to play <laughs> some destiny i'm trying to play a raid and you're just disrupting the 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 raid yeah <laughs> he means well though he means yeah. to protect yeah so moon where do you see yourself in 12 months 12 months um hopefully with a better balance between my personal work and planet destiny. I still, I know I have a lot of hopes and dreams on kind of the things I want to do. Again, I want to start streaming. I hope that I can get into a place where I can, um, maybe be doing stuff for YouTube involving like art, um, that sort of thing. Um, I want to invest a lot of time into my Patreon, which I'm just starting to revamp now. So, there's that, um, but but I kind of I in twelve months with the way things are going now, I see myself being more productive than I am now in managing things better because I'm getting to the point where I have everything figured out um, to where I can manage all of my. I guess, creative streams adequately. It's, it's all about time management, right? Like scheduling things and figuring out um, how to fit everything into your day. Because there never seems to be enough sane. of it, you know? It no, there doesn't. And you really have to pay attention to um, yeah. how to keep track of it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, just I see myself in 12 months doing a lot more of my own personal work. And uh, what's next for Planet Destiny as an organization? Um, so recently, uh, we're owned by a network. Um, and we actually, a couple months ago, were, uh, the, the Planet Destiny IP got sold to a different network. Um, and I've recently been in contact with the operations manager um, there. So hopefully we're going to have access to more technical resources and we'll be updating kind of the website and destiny LFG is also attached to the planet destiny IP. Um, and I'll be working on the forums and stuff, but, um, I think what's next is rebuilding our infrastructure. So it's a better place for the community to interact and giving space to people to, um, kind of connect with each other. Um, I also am, oh God, I, I don't know if I want to say this cause it's kind of a secret. Um, we're going to be working on providing more opportunities for people to work with us, I think is the best way I could say that. Um, so hopefully we get to see planet destiny 
grow in terms of who who is on our team. Wow, yeah. that's really awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it's an exciting opportunity for all the content creators out there who are creating such awesome content in Destiny and work so hard, like Nem and so many out there um, who are doing such great things. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I I can't wait to uh, build things up more than they have been because this last year has been. Um, a lot of it has just been riding the ship, basically, and just making sure things are flying straight um, and keeping everything on course and getting things to a place where they're more consistent um, and building building a better base that which we can, you know, again, grow from. So I, we're, we're very close to that, I think. Well... I'm sure our audience will have to stay tuned in order to learn more. And uh, we're yes. excited to see all the awesome things that you all do at Planet Destiny and for the future of it. So you heard it here on the Destiny Show. And I guess let's continue the conversation uh, about something that was fairly recent that came out from Bungie headquarters. And that is the upcoming Solstice of Heroes event that will be launching pretty soon, actually, on July 30th, and it's going to be running for almost a whole month until August 27th. Mm -hmm. And we have some pretty interesting things that came out about the Solstice of Heroes. Uh, you will be granted, or rather, it is a grand tradition with Guardians to reflect on past hardships and obstacles, and to celebrate resilience of humanity's foremost defenders. And Evil Avante will be there front and center to host this year's festivities. I like that they Thank bring you. back uh, Eva for these things, you know, because, again, she was pretty iconic in Destiny 1, just, you know, as the shader lady. You know, she Everybody loves that, like, matronly grandma-type figure. Yep, it's old Eva. Yeah, she's like someone's grandma. She's <laughs> such a sweet sweet character and she yeah. brings happiness and joy to guardians during the holiday seasons and during times like this when we're celebrating our two years in destiny and everything that we're we've accomplished between solstice of heroes and moments of triumph so it's kind of an exciting time to be a guardian yeah and we did learn some really interesting things about the ways that will become more powerful will have arc solar and void energies that will be at the forefront of this event and you will have to gain elemental kills that will give you something called elemental orbs and these orbs allow you to complete different objectives and to upgrade your solstice armor to make it more powerful and to allow it to evolve into something pretty cool that uh, we're going to talk about on the show. Cool and, and that is Armor 2.0 will officially kick off with this new armor that will be obtainable through Solstice of Heroes. So that's really a cool thing, and that's something that they've never really done before as a... Uh, game developer 
Well, just, yeah, just and the fact that this armor is going to be relevant. Like, it wasn't like last year where we got that armor and it just like, you know, what do we do with it now? You know, it's like all the, it became obsolete kind of and everything because it was the old armor. We couldn't like apply perks and all that other stuff to it that we, you know, got after the fact. But now with Shadow Keep coming out, this being the first 2.0 armor set, we're going to be able to, uh, provide all the you know all these different mods and you know perks and things like that. We're gonna be able to pick it up from Banshee when Shadowkeep arrives, so we'll have access to that. So mm-hmm. all our grinding will be for not, or won't be for not. Yeah, and I think we talked about this last week where I wasn't sure if I wanted to grind out Solstice because I felt like the armor might become obsolete and the amount of grind that you had to put into acquiring this armor, I feel like it's unfortunate that it doesn't compare to anything that we have uh, post Forsaken and everything that came out during Forsaken. And it almost feels like sometimes it's just taking up vault space and I contemplate, should I delete this armor? Because it's not something that is really a viable option for me during anything that I would do in the game so it's kind of just sitting there so it's really great that the developers took great care to address that issue this time around with Solstice of Heroes that will be coming on July 30th yeah they've like I said they listened to the feedback and everything from the community and you know that that was it was the decision they made, and that's I think that's pretty awesome. And we also know that there will be a new activity where if you pick up 30 matching orbs based on the daily element, uh, you can apply an elemental buff for a brief time. And it's, it's really cool because each... Uh, burn will provide a different buff so for example the solar buff will consist of the solar subclass and weapons generating solar orbs while empowered you also emit a burning wave of energy that damages everything around you so that's a pretty cool uh, little buff that you get for completing certain objectives And then for the Void buff, with the Void subclass and weapons will generate Void orbs. And while empowered, you become invisible and gain True Sight plus enhanced abilities regen while you are crouched. Yeah, that's really good. Because not only will Hunter get that, but then now a Warlock and a Titan will be able to go invisible and everything. So that's... Yeah, and that would be a pretty interesting thing to have in PvP, and I'm interested to see how that affects PvP. Now, I should note, this will only be active in the non-competitive playlists, so things like Comp with Crucible and Gambit will not be affected by these perks and buffs. Yeah, which is the right decision, Mm -hmm. I think, so... Well, for definitely for competitive. Shout out to the revelry with the tonic and the grenades. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Those grenades. Yep. Oh, my God. Grenade City. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. 
Wow. Yeah, and and with the arc buff, the effects um, include the following. The arc subclass and weapons generate arc orbs. While empowered, you move with enhanced speed and deal greater melee and sword damage. That's pretty cool. I wonder how, how enhanced that speed is. Like, that's going to be interesting to see. Like, yeah. So, you know, are we talking like the go fast update or what are we talking about here? Are we talking about like speed of a art strider? Like when you're running around in your super? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And hmm. the other thing we learned about this is actually something that's pretty interesting to me because I really enjoyed meditations the last time that Solstice of Heroes came around. And it's going to be interesting to see how it changes this time. Uh, we also know about a new area that we kind of briefly mentioned right before the show called the European Aerial Zone. And it is a new three-player match-made activity in this new location that we have not played in before that will consist of Hive Cabal and Fallen Enemies. No Vex, huh? No Vex are taken. No Vex. Hmm. Good, good thing no taken, because that, that'd be pretty... Well, I mean, it is the European aerial zone, and they don't have, like, the EDZ doesn't have Vex and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there's no Vex out there. But, um, yeah, because the taken would be a real pain when you're trying to jump between platform and platform. And you... Oh, the phalanx? Yeah, the phalanx is just, uh, you know, shooting you off the edge. <laughs> like they God. Like they do. Now, I'm going to come out and, and say this. I think this new activity will be the introduction to what we will be playing when Shadowkeep comes out. I think this will be kind of the bridge that takes where we are today as Guardians and takes us into this new world and introduces us to this new place. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they always do something right before, like, an expansion, you know. Like, uh, <clears throat> I think we're going to be getting Vex invasions, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that could be taking place before Shadowkeep, like, starts. So, yeah. Just that would be pretty cool. Kind of like the, yeah. the Blades of Crota, originally from, like, the Dark Below, and then the Wolves, when they... Uh, roamed during the House of Wolves and the Taken. Yeah, do you remember the, the week King? before the House of Wolves expansion came out? I think I had like almost as much fun that the week before as I did when the new content came out. It was so much fun farming all those chests and that was the birth of SRL basically. From, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that that was I think the introduction to what SRL could become. And I think that Bungie definitely saw the opportunities that SRL brought with those activities and how much we all played it and how much fun it was. It was, it was, a, it was a really awesome time in Destiny for me. Very special time. A anything we yeah. can farm, any, any way we can like get extra loot, we're, we're all... We're all about that. We're about that. For me, life. I'm just, I, I'm just excited about. It. I this is my favorite thing. Whenever there's a content update, but I love new locations. I love getting to explore new areas of things. So, yeah. I also like yes. new <laughs> new menu music too. I'm I'm pretty excited. The music, yeah. The, like the Shadowkeep yes. title screen and everything. You know, like 
I, I love getting those updates, you know, just hearing new music and everything. And from what you can hear, when you heard the, the live stream, like before, you know, uh, Mark and Luke came on, that music mm-hmm. was new. I had not. Well, even in like the trailer, like, okay, yeah. another thing. I'm just, I'm just going to gush about, I mean, it's the Destiny show. I can gush about Destiny if I Absolutely. want to, I guess. Absolutely, gush away. The music has always been so good. Yes. I mean, obviously, I like there's certain score for certain DLCs and stuff that I like more than others. But the trailer where Eris is talking and then there's just those like ominous strings and it's oh, it gets me every time. Yeah. I talked a little bit about Forsaken, too. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go on a tangent. But like another favorite uh, musical piece in recent memory was uh, Forsaken has a track that I can't remember the name of right now, but like the whole idea with Forsaken was like, it's kind of a wild West sort of, you know, yeah. Western type vibe. And mm-hmm. there, there, there is a piece of music that sounds like it's from, um, an old Clint Eastwood movie. It sounds like I can't, there's an Italian composer that did the, you know, the very, very iconic, um, kind of Western themes from the time. And it, the, the, this one particular track in Forsaken just is, uh, it was very heavily referential to that um, in the horns and the loud kind of the way it's composed. And it, it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, music. Fantastic. Can't wait to hear what comes out with Shadowkeep. Um, it's always fitting and it's always it always makes the game more immersive to. Yes. My immersion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's why we play on PC for the immersive yeah. experience of Destiny. And shout outs to Vicarious Visions for the great work that they did with the PC version of Destiny 2. They, they did such a great job. And yeah. I'm going to miss them. Yeah. Ennio Morricone, is that how you say that? Adam told me the name of the composer. Sorry, throwing back to the other thing. Um, but yeah, oh, nice. Italian dude. Um, but yeah, no, it, the PC experience is something I'm looking forward to having. Um, yeah, come Shadow Keep on the moon, like experiencing the moon again and everything mm-hmm. with on beyond PC and you know just seeing those how how good that area is going to look and everything again, yeah. just like. Oh. And and as you mentioned, we're getting new music too. There's probably going to be a new soundtrack and. We have a tradition where the night before, usually Bungie would release the soundtrack on the store so you can buy it the night before that the new content is out. And Mm -hmm. I would just like lay there all night and just listen to the music and just try to feel what I'm going to be playing without really knowing what it's going to be. I think this is going to be pretty dark and sinister, like this, some of this music. Yeah, it's going to be heavy for sure. Yeah, Just with the themes we're exploring in the story and everything, it's, it's definitely going to be dark. Yeah. With the nightmares, like come back, you know, Mm. this this is what was hinted. You know, this is, this is going to be a darker like expansion, which I'm all for, like bring it on. I can't, so excited. There's Morn, Nightmares. Vex on the Black Garden. Yeah, because hopefully. we're we're leading towards yeah, something. Amazing. Like, what the heck are those floating things out there? Like, yeah. that you've seen, we've seen in the some of the uh, trailers, the Vidoc and things like that. Like, do you guys know what I'm yeah. talking about? The floating figures that are 
out there. There's some of the current trailers and things like that. If you like actually just look at like slow it down and you can see these like floating figures, like they almost look like guardians. Like Oh, dead like guardians. Dark, yes. dark guardians mm-hmm. or shadows of guardians or, you know, like what are those? Yeah. Like and, I mean it's it's interesting to see where the storyline is. Could that going be manifesting because... some of the nightmares and things like that? Um yeah. is it possible that there's some connection with that? You know, are we and how are we and going into an upside down? Well basically are you know, so it's like, yeah. That yeah. We're, we're living nightmares. Like we're gonna be facing Crota again because you you saw Crota, you saw Skolas, we saw Omnigal again. You know, it's so it's yeah, we're going to be crossing their paths. We're on the intersection of Bungie meeting so. Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, God. And it will be so <laughs> exciting. So going back to this new three-man activity. It's going to be pretty interesting because we can now launch this activity either from the tower or the director. And that's a welcoming change from last time they had Solstice of Heroes. I think you were only able to enter the activity once you got to the tower. So it's streamlining the process, which is all for the better. And there's going to be a new interesting mechanic with this new activity because your goal is to defeat as many mini-bosses as you possibly can before the time expires. Once the time expires, you have a final boss, and when you defeat that final boss, you get access to the EAZ, or the European Aerial Zone, that will have chests all around the map. And the more mini-bosses that you defeated, the more chests that will be available for you to open up. So we go on a and scavenger hunt, basically, after. Yeah, kind of like a scavenger hunt, yeah. And this, the chests will include solstice packages opened with solstice key fragments earned by completing any activity during the Solstice of Heroes event. Now, we also know that we'll be getting some really cool new rewards with opening up these chests. You'll get rare and legendary gear, you'll get enhancement cores, and you'll also get materials. So for anyone who's struggling with enhancement cores, this is a great opportunity to stock up. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many enhancement cores you get. When opening up the chests. Now, we also know that earning legendary solstice armor grants additional armor with possible enhanced perks upon opening chests. So, there you have it. If you're chasing after that perfect build with enhanced perks, well, you'll be able to get some really cool things. And not only with Iron Banner and the Last Wish Raid, but you can also farm this new activity with the Solstice of Heroes. Yes. And for the Brave Guardians who dare to complete and fully masterwork 
all of their solstice armor on all three characters, you can unlock a sparrow called the EV-37 Void Streak. Wasn't and there a sparrow in Destiny will... 1? I think, I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't uh, remember. I, I'm so bad at remembering the name of vehicles. I remember the EV Tumbler that you got as a pre-order bonus of the... Dark Below. I want to say the Dark Below expansion, yes. Yeah. And that was a pre-order incentive. Um, I, I just remember this name. I remember streak. this Void Streak name. I, it looks familiar, too. Like, you know, which is cool. It's cool that, you know, I like seeing things come back, you know. Like, I'm all... I'm all for that. Yeah, especially from Destiny 1, because Destiny 1, it's such a special, happy time for us Guardians in Destiny. So I think that we have quite a bit of nostalgia to also introduce into Destiny 2 and to create a world that feels like an overall Destiny, not Destiny 1, Destiny 2, because the entire game has so much to offer, and I would love to see Destiny just become a unified experience, and yes. where Destiny 1 becomes a key part of what Destiny 2 is. I think... Where the, yeah. the universe feels connected and stuff, because they've created such an expansive... Um, with the story and I guess the game itself too. That's like the thing. Created just such a huge universe. It's so big. There's so many. That's why so many yeah. things to explore. That's why they're having a hard time kind of bringing everything into D2 because just the space, the storage, the storage size. The game is ballooning, mm -hmm. like and like it's going to be like over 100 gigabytes once uh, Shadowkeep comes out and everything. Yeah. So it's. That that's that's the problem with bringing everything in, you know. So I'm sure they're they're exploring options to how they're going to, you know, eventually, you know, bring more of those worlds back and everything too. You know, I'm sure they're exploring those options. Yeah, I hope from a development standpoint and from a technical standpoint, they are able to figure out this challenge because it's a reality of technology and working with games you know file sizes increase and the code becomes a lot more complicated and, and there's a lot more that's involved beyond just just the assets alone that we have from playing like assets yeah. alone you know the, the more high resolution things are just the more like space it's going to take up yeah you know it's just you know that's that's just you know matter of fact right there but I mean, it's not going to be a problem on the next gen consoles. You know, once you get the PS5 and the Xbox Scarlet, I mean, we're, we won't have a problem on PC just because, you know, just get a bigger hard drive. Everything, you know? So you're always, Definitely. you can always like just expand on PC, but it's the last gen, it's the current gen consoles that are going to struggle, you know, once. Mm -hmm. So. It's, new new hardware is not that far away. Nope. You know, we're, nope. we're getting to a point where the current gen hardware is going to be older generation hardware, especially when the new consoles come out from Xbox and Sony and hopefully Nintendo. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all comes together. And let's not forget Google Stadia. That's also coming in November. So it's going to be really interesting to see how cloud gaming evolves with the 
Google platform going live and how that affects us and how well it works. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that all yeah. happens. I mean, because we're going to be heading towards a streaming like future, basically. Like we are in a way, you know, a lot of you know, all these places are starting to adopt like, you know, like streaming and everything. Think about this. How how many times do you now consume music by purchasing a CD? The only CDs oh, I buy physical will be the Tool. I will buy everything Tool physical. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like for me, even my computer can't really accept CDs. So there Do you are not have an optical few... drive? I do not. I don't either. I did not yeah. build it with an optical. I don't either. Yeah, so it's interesting to see where technology is moving and how it evolves and with Destiny as well because Destiny is also evolving in a pretty big way and the partnership with Google almost tells us that they're thinking forward into what Destiny will be not just next month or two months from now but well into the future and it's going to be pretty interesting to see where that all goes. You'll be able to play mm-hmm. it anywhere where you can get a have a Google browser. Basically, you can play it in a browser. Yeah. Like you can play it on. You'll be able to play it on a phone. You'll be able to play it on a tablet. You know, it's, yeah, absolutely. And moving back to the conversation about the new Solstice armor, there's some pretty exciting news that Bungie shared with us about. Armor 2.0 and Shadow Price. Did you want to read that quote for our listeners? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bungie goes on to uh, state that we know that while upgrading these sets is a fun experience, it does take a commitment of time and effort, lest it feel like a bummer earning this set just to have the new armor system make it somewhat obsolete when Shadow Keep releases. We decided, based on player feedback, to make the Solstice of Heroes armor set. The first Armor 2.0 set you will receive, assuming you earn it, of course. Whatever full legendary sets you earn now will have their new Armor 2.0 versions waiting for you to pick up from the Gunsmith when Shadowkeep releases. You will be able to see only the set for the character you are logged in as. You will have to switch characters to claim other eligible sets. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 great. That's... um respecting the player's time and everything the time commitment that you have to mm-hmm. you know do to get this armor and everything and it's going to be the best armor in the beginning when you start shadow keep so being able to like just pick that up and wear it and be able to slot those mods in and power up that armor and everything so <laughs> yeah so i think it's a good thing um i yeah. i like the look of the gear I like the, the the ornaments, the ornamentation to it, everything. And I do too. Um, I I think it's and again, it's it's good that we get to keep all of that, especially with them. Um, I'm not making that up, right? We do get to keep the ornaments; they will still yes, be active. Yes, that's what we said. That was also right. Um, because obviously during the revelry, we had all those cool, beautiful, um, yeah ornaments and we didn't like they were only active during that event event, so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. but now we get now we get more it's and it's also a testament 
to how Bungie is responding to player feedback and things mm-hmm. that did not work. They are analyzing these things and looking at these things and taking the steps to make the game a better experience for all of us. So now Solstice of Heroes is becoming something that I'm more excited to play and want to participate in and chase after all of these armor pieces because there's now incentive not only in the short term but something that we can keep with us to celebrate what we did in destiny and this time in the game yes yeah like i was just uh saying to moon um that that's going to be the best armor starting shadow key and everything yep because it's going to have the the 2.0 you'll be able to power it up um as you go and everything slot mods into it and whatnot until you get your next set and everything so yeah and i'm gonna make a prediction here i think this armor will be critical in what we do in the game when we first enter that new raid that's a good call actually be important i would believe that yeah yeah i mean if you can slot certain things in there and everything and you know you uh, perfect perfect your monster killing machine, as Bungie likes to say. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bungie's really good at teeing things up. I think, or get, like even getting better at it um, as things go on. Yeah. So now it's just in the. We gameplay. also know that there are some changes that are coming to Eververse this time around with Solstice of Heroes. Uh, Bungie did confirm that we will not be getting event engrams this time around. Um, We also know that the armor glow will be available for direct purchase with bright dust or through your silver currency. So you can use your in-game currency or you can use real money to purchase these items if you wish. And Bungie also confirmed that all armor will be made available to purchase using Bright Dust throughout mm. the Solstice of Heroes event. So you will have the opportunity to acquire all armor without actually having to spend real money. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and as we mentioned, armor glows will be available to use after Solstice of Heroes ends, which is so great. And I think it's going to be a cool way for us to celebrate what we did during this new activity. And on top of that, we're also getting some new ships. Uh, You're getting new sparrows, new ghost shells available at Eververse. And we also will be getting two additional moments of triumphs that will be unlocked with Solstice of Heroes. Yeah, sounds like it'll be... uh... It'll be a, a fun, pretty fun event. Like I'm more excited, like I said, this year to do it than last year. Just knowing that this gear will not be obsolete, you know. Yeah, we're through with the event. Definitely. And yeah, that was Solstice of Heroes. Are you guys excited to play Solstice of Heroes this uh, year? Yeah, I again, I I'm super excited about the new location and the new activity. So I'm yeah. gonna be diving yeah. right into that when it comes out. Yeah, I I totally did not expect for us to get a new activity with this um, event. So it's really cool that they're changing things up a bit, and it's gonna be interesting to chase after this armor. They did confirm it's gonna be 
challenging to chase after all of this armor on all three characters, but they want to make this a fun grind, a fun chase. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how they move towards achieving that goal. Definitely. Yeah. And I guess on that note, let's talk about this week at Bungie or the Bungie Weekly Update, as we veterans call it. <laughs> and we've got some interesting things this time around with the TWAB or the TWAB. 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 <laughs> TWAB. They did uh, reiterate that Solstice of Heroes is coming. Upgraded Solstice Armor will be available by completing objectives throughout Destiny 2. New moments of triumph are incoming with seasons of, or I'm sorry, with Solstice of Heroes. And as we mentioned, Armor 2.0 is at stake here, and along with enhanced perks. So if you're trying to get that perfect build, this is your chance to acquire these items through this new activity and um, hopefully everyone got their shadow titles already. I, I'm still working on mine. I'm slacking. I apologize. But uh, me and Shadow Price have some grinding to do in the game still before we're ready to dive into Armor 2.0. Mm-hmm. And now, Moonvald, are you chasing after any of the current titles in the game? Are you trying to go for your shadow title? No, not at the moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not a good part of that conversation. Um, yeah, no, nothing was super pertinent to me that I get. So, yeah, understandable. What are you What are you after though? Is there anything you're mm. you guys are? Well, there's a couple of things that I'm still chasing after. I have to do a few more flawless uh, menageries. And I have mm-hmm. to do a Crown of Sorrow Flawless in order to get the Shadow title. I think I'm going to finish it this time around. And um, it's I like the Shadow title. It's like Shadow Price's name. I mean, you have to chase after <laughs> it. So you got to do it. Yeah, the only one I really wanted when titles became a thing was Dredgen. And I got it, so... Congratulations. Yeah. Yep, we we also you know are dredgens as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty easy to please, I think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'd both. like blacksmith maybe at some point, but that's a little bit more difficult to obtain. You need like a flawless scourge run, I think, for that. And I don't know if that's within my reach. Mm. Really. Yeah, I mean I do want the shadow title. Um I'm I'm hoping just through playing and get lucky with groups that we can that I we can get it done. I'm not going to stress myself out about it though. Um if I get it, I get it. If I don't, you know, it's okay. It's yeah. So I think that's how I'm gonna approach it and everything. You know? It's a good way to look at just it. Just gonna play the game and enjoy the game and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I I do kind of wish that there were greater incentives to chase after these seals and these titles beyond just the title itself, because I think that in many ways, what they ask you to achieve, it's 
I mean, pretty time consuming. You, and you can that, get that like seal though, like in real life. Once you get that in title. real life, yeah, so, you're right. I mean, you're right. So I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, I did get my Dredgen title as well, and it's funny because the Invader Kills was like the last thing that I had to do because I do not invade. I'm really bad at it. So hopefully. Other players don't have to suffer as much as I did having to get the invader kills uh, and light versus light medals. That was also quite a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but everything else was pretty reasonable for me in terms of the grind. I think I took advantage of some double XP events that took place with Gambit. So that helped. Yeah, me the, inf to... the double triple infamy. Yeah, really double useful. triple infamy. Yeah, that was really helpful in shortening the grind quite a lot and uh yeah it was it was a fun grind and I'm, I'm glad i did it and now i do kind of want to get some of the flawless menageries done and try to get that shadow title although now that you can't farm those chests if you didn't do that initially with farming a bunch of those chests you you might have quite a bit to grind to get one of those triumphs done because you have to open up 200 chests in the menagerie so <sighs> that's gonna take up some time to do i think i'm at like 65 so i have a long way to go before i get my dredgen title or not dredgen i'm sorry shadow title um but yeah so we also know that uh pvp is taking place this week with iron banner that is live as we speak. Uh, we also know that legendary armor can potentially drop with enhanced perks once you complete the quest line for the character that you're playing on. So um, there's also going to be something new with this uh, commemorative. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so we're getting some new emblems that will be available in the game and there was a weekend where prometheus lens was used and i don't know if you all recall laser tag weekend mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a cool looking yeah. emblem <laughs> so i actually you, didn't see it was this in the twab it's in the twab yeah, yeah. It's in the twab, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you and pull it up and they have an image of it, and oh man, it looks so cool. It looks very cool. Yeah, it's a laser melting a skull, and the skull just like like you know basically like melting itself and everything from the See, laser. <laughs> my problem with emblems is this: I have movie of the week, and I'm never taking it off. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's pretty oh, prestigious, wow. and uh, congratulations on that. Yeah, congrats on that. Now, what it's, it's was all the by movie about? It's all by... F I oh, have the this it, oh, so by yeah, it was yeah. the last word. Oh. And, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well-deserving, by the way. Yeah. That was an amazing, amazing <laughs> content piece. I think I watched it like six or seven times. It was that good. So Man. you guys all did an amazing job with that. Well-deserved. Again, it's just Bife. Bife. Bife, man. Also, the guy that voiced Dredge in your uh, Connor Cronus. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, he was really good. 
fuck like i can't just his his talent for voice work is just mind melting essentially like yeah i don't know he's he's one of a kind that kid he's not, he's like in his early 20s i think he's like 21 20 or 21 wow can you believe that crazy wow. um but yeah he just so many talented people came together on that and i was just like hey, <laughs> i'm here yeah yeah it's awesome to be a part of something like that that's just that's amazing yeah i hope i get to do more in the future like i mm-hmm. was talking about but we'll see did you get a chance <laughs> to see this emblem though this looks pretty crazy i did yeah i just pulled up the the little skull it's it's actually pretty cool yeah, yeah. mind melting I like it. <laughs> yeah there you go there's actually quite a few emblems that will be introduced into the game for various activities. And uh, there will be a new emblem and triumph available to those who braved the wolves during the season of opulence. And if you participated in Iron Banner and played a single match, you will be eligible for this. And it's the Lost History package that will be available at the Postmaster and it will also again unlock a special triumph and that's pretty cool also yeah it's pretty cool looking emblem game. as well yeah and then also wolves unleashed emblem will be available as well if you had finished iron banner between 10 a.m pacific time june 18th until june 25th and between july 23rd and july 30th so if you haven't gotten a chance to play through Iron Banner, this is your chance to finish an Iron Banner match and acquire the bread. And it looks pretty, pretty cool. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Did you guys play uh, the during Guardians. the um, the um, Prometheus lens um, laser I think tag? So. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yes. Now, now, just to confirm, do you have to have used the Prometheus lens weapon to get a kill to acquire this? It just says must have finished a crucible match between 10 a.m. Pacific on December 8th and 10 a.m. Pacific December 12th. So for like a four day stretch, just one match. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure I at least did that because I played Iron Banner pretty extensively all throughout Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. I would say more so in Destiny 1, but still, I played quite a bit in Destiny 2 as well. Yeah, I think that's any Crucible match for, the, uh, for that Prismatic Inferno emblem. Yeah, that looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bungie did mention, while we don't intend for these chaotic micro-events to happen, it can be an exciting time when things get a little crazy. We hope these emblems bring fond memories of the battlefield. Who knows, maybe <laughs> a new weapon will dominate the Crucible come Shadowkeep. Only time will tell. Oh, I'm sure it will. Hmm. <laughs> it will yeah. be something new. And hey, they're mentioning Crucible. That's awesome. Finally, we're, we're getting more info about Crucible. They're teasing it. Yeah, they talked about I'm that excited. in the live stream too. They're like, they they yeah. They said they're gonna have a big emphasis on on Crucible. 
and they're in shadow keep and everything. So that's great. It's great to hear. Yeah. And for the next uh, segment of the Bungie weekly update or this week at Bungie, it's titled 252. And it begins as follows. As mentioned above, Destiny 2 Update 2.5.2 will be released next week, kicking off Solstice of Heroes and bringing some balance to Lord of Wolves. There will also be a few more changes and fixes within the update that have been highly requested by the community. Here's a quick preview of what's to come. First up, Lord of Wolves. It will be getting a... Uh, reducing the amount of ammo shotgun scavenger perks can give to Lord of Wolves when in the release the wolves state. Also decreasing the effective range of Lord of Wolves. And finally, the decrease is more aggressive when in the release the wolves state. So nerf. So it's getting nerfed. <laughs> so it is getting nerfed in it. Rightfully in so, because it, it got a little out of control there for a bit. Did you guys use Lord of Wolves during the last couple months? A couple times, I might have. <laughs> a couple times. I used it in comp recently because somebody was using it in our match, and I got mad. So like. Do unto others as they've, as they've done to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a retaliatory action, I guess. Like, ah, oh, you're gonna use that? All right, no problem. I said I can do this too. Yeah, <laughs> two can play that game. And so I did. Yeah. We also know that there are some changes coming to Tribute Hall. Uh, Tribute Hall triumphs for the Emperor's Gladiator and Scoundrel in Uniform will no longer require a full set of Leviathan gear equipped to progress. Okay, that's kind of a good change. I think that it makes it a bit less grindy, so that's always welcoming, right? Sure, yeah. And uh, players will earn more points based on the number of gear pieces worn, similar to other Triumphs. I still and, don't completely uh, understand the tribute hall. Like, I mean, I've gotten some of those, I don't know, like 20 something tributes done. I, I don't know exactly how many, but do they want you to like wear your gear and then walk up to the statue? And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of confused by that, I guess. I think if you wear the armor while you uh, grab the uh, or complete those bounties, you'll get more points. Or when you do activities that give you uh, while you're wearing points, wearing the you wear the armor while you're doing the bounties. Yeah, I th like for example, if you complete menagerie runs. And you're you have the the armor equipped. I think that's going to gain benefit. I mean, that gives you a triumph. Yeah, I remember getting that for the tribute right. hall and everything. You know, um, when I wore a full set. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's still a little confusing. I think and everything. Like I'm not completely like hundred percent on it. <laughs> 
Yeah. I just haven't found a, I guess I haven't really found a reason to like go for the catalyst for Ben Juju. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty grindy to get the catalyst. So I can understand. I mean, what, what does the perk actually give you for acquiring the catalyst and masterworking it? Increased, um, time for the string of curses perk, I believe. Okay. And may, and something else. Pretty sure. Oh, uh, probably orbs. Or, well, orbs of light. Generate orbs of light. I think so. But I'm pretty sure it's increase for time for the string of curses. Uh, per, or string of curses while it's active. Okay. Are you guys enjoying the uh, bad juju? Yeah, I use it all the time. It was one of my favorite guns in D1. It's actually good in the Crucible. Uh, yep. Just uh, it, its archetype is, is pretty nice. Is it full auto? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's good. It, it drops people pretty quick in Crucible, especially if you get that string of purses, uh, curses perk, uh, perk going and everything. So. so that's just another thing that we can chase after this season in Destiny. So it's, it's exciting. Um, and I, I did get my bad juju. I will have to um, get some more triumphs done to unlock the, the bonus perk for it. So that's going to be the next thing on my agenda. And uh, with Iron Banner, they, Bungie also did mention some things that will be changing with Iron Banner. Um, Bungie stated that Iron Banner quest objective values will be adjusted for future events. I think that will address the grindiness of the quest line. So I think it will probably be less grindy, I would imagine. Uh, because overall, the community has been pretty vocal about the grind being real this time around with Iron Banner. Yeah, because they're reducing grenade kills uh, required by 50%. And ally grenade kills will be worth as much as your own. And then they're also reducing sword kills required by 25%. And ally sword kills will be worth as much as your own as well. Yeah. And not only that, but we do have some changes coming with the menagerie. And uh, relating to the chalice, the heroic menagerie will drop a sword for the first time completion 100% of the time. So anyone who is grinding out for the sword, you shall grind no more because pretty soon you'll be able to get it on your next Heroic Menagerie run once this update rolls around. And they did also mention that sub subsequent completions will have a moderate chance to drop a sword, so you'll have a 25% chance after your first one. Now, I'm going to assume this sword comes with different perks on it, so that, I guess, appeals to the farming uh, guardians who enjoy farming in Destiny. Yeah, and just the other two swords, the one for the Warlock and, you know, yeah, the three, three different swords, one for the Warlock, Titan, and Hunter. Yeah, and then we we also have some general fixes that will be coming to Destiny. 
Uh, Bungie will be fixing an issue where completion notifications did not appear after completing bounties, and also uh, this will also be fixing an issue where players would sometimes not spawn during a Crucible match. So these are just some previews of bug, bug fixes that will be coming to Destiny with the next patch, and it will be available to download next Tuesday, so it's coming quite soon in Destiny 2. Uh, beyond that, they did talk about some uh, maintenance that will be happening in the game. Uh, the game will be unavailable to players, and it will go offline starting at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Tuesday, July 30th, with Destiny 2 Update 2.5.2. The servers uh, will be going back online and maintenance will be concluded as of 11 a.m. Pacific time and the uh, Destiny Companion features will also be back online with the Solstice of Heroes updates. Yep, just uh, now, PSAs preparing for the patches. Yep, just general PSAs that we normally get with the weekly update and then also of course we have a movie of the week we have solo ribbon but this time only one floor we also have an honorable mention for ribbon's last array which looks like a musical piece and um we have a final um thing that Bungie did put out and they stated that this week another promise was kept during the Guardian Con charity marathon one of our donation goal incentives was for me to get a tattoo not only did you smash that goal but you more than doubled it while I wasn't surprised I was more than overjoyed to know that the community was at the ready to donate for the little lights out there as such, I doubled down on the commitment. Many thanks to our friends Ingrid at uh, Damask Tattoo for helping us fulfill this goal. So it looks like somebody got a tattoo. That was the, DMG. DMG. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So yep. DMG got a new tattoo. And finally... Um, Closing thoughts, now my eyes turn to Iron Banner. Uh, just have my hunter to finish the quest on. Saved the best for last, so to speak. Maybe I'll see you out there before the Solstice of Heroes begins. And that was DMG with this week's Bungie Weekly Update. And we do have a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And one being a pretty bad spicy tuna roll and five being amazing. So how would you, Moon, rate this week's Bungie Weekly Update between one and five spicy tuna rolls? Hmm. I'd give it a three and a half. Oh my. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You read my mind. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to give it. 
I, I thought that was, you know, there was some good stuff in here. Just enough to, you know, I think be tempting and everything and, you know, not be not be bad. You know, it was it was good. Average. Good. Thumbs up. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to be a little bit more generous this week. I'm going to give it a four spicy tuna rolls out of five. And here's why I will do so. I think that the information that we got about Solstice of Heroes was very positive. And for Bungie to bring us the event where they address all of the issues that existed last time around, Armor 2.0 being introduced into the game, that's really exciting. And they showed off a really cool trailer for Solstice of Heroes in this update. They also talked about some pretty cool emblems and triumphs that we will get access to. And they look really, really awesome. And on top of that, I think we got some welcoming changes that are coming to Destiny with Lord of Wolves, with um, Tribute Hall, and also with Iron Banner and Menagerie. So I think these are all really positive and welcoming changes in the game. And for an update that is happening well before the big storm is about to hit us with Shadow Keep, I think it's a pretty solid update. Yeah, they can't all be fives. They didn't get anything mind-blowing, but there were some cool things in there. Yeah, absolutely. Even though that, even though that emblem is kind of mind blowing, like literally, but you know, <laughs> the Prometheus lens one is pretty mind blowing. I mean, just for that, you got to give it a four out of five. That's okay. I will give it a four out of five spicy tuna rolls for this week, with uh, this week at Bungie, and. I think we've come to that time where we will wrap things up for the evening. But before we do, Moonvald, where can we learn more about you? Well, I'm fairly active on Twitter. You can find me there at Moonvald. Um, come Shadowkeep, you'll also be able to find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Moonvald. Um, aside from that, I have a Patreon that is in the final stages of getting revamped. Um, so that's patreon.com slash moonvald. Uh, there you can find... Um, I'm going to be starting a monthly podcast. Um, I'm also going to be doing um, some audio recordings for um, some more poetry and stuff like that. So if you're a fan of any voice work I've done, um, definitely feel free to check that out. Um, I would really appreciate that. I'm a fan of but your yeah. voice work. I really like, <laughs> I really like the your voice work you did in the last word. And, uh, Thorn. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I enjoy it a lot. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like just, it, it was just, it was, it sounded really, really good. Like everything, the whole production was, was incredible. <laughs> for that it was so much yeah. fun so and thank you for coming on tonight like yes so much it was yeah it was good to, it was fun getting to it's know more, more about yeah. you and everything absolutely and thank you so much for for being on with us and for sharing your story your destiny journey and allowing us to learn a little bit more about planet destiny and some of the things that we can expect in the future and we appreciate the work you all do and thank you for managing such an 
amazing community of content creators who put out such awesome content. Shout outs to Nem, Jarv, Adam Pino. Thank you so much for being on with us. We so greatly appreciate you hanging out live. And uh, again, thank you so much for all you do and for hanging out with us and for giving us the opportunity to learn more about you and what you do. Of course, it wouldn't be possible without such an amazing community. Definitely. And Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Um, also, when we uh, do the podcast right here on uh, the Destiny Show, uh, twitch.tv slash Destiny Show. And yeah. Very cool. And as always, you can find the Destiny Show podcast now part of the Robots Radio Network on all of your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. We also have a website at www.destinyshow.com. And we also have a Twitter account that's currently locked down. We are actually working with Twitter support to get the account unrestricted. We have some weird issue that was flagged with the account, and we're not quite sure what's going on. But I have been in touch with Twitter to get the issue resolved. So hopefully we get that all figured out soon, and we'll keep you up to date on my personal Twitter account at OMGCornholio in the meantime. And also make sure to check out some really awesome shows, part of the Robots Radio Network. They have the great shows like Fallout Lorecast, Hidden Pixels Podcast, and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. So if you like MMORPGs, and if you like uh, Fallout or the Elder Scrolls series, definitely do check them out. Uh, robotsradio.net and shout outs to all the awesome work they do in our uh, gaming community and also they do have the robots roundtable every sunday i want to say at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon in the eastern time so definitely make sure to check that out i've been uh, hanging out with them pretty regularly and they're a really awesome group of content creators and Thank you so much, Guardians, for hanging out with us on the Destiny Show podcast. And we cannot wait to see you next week. We have a very special guest planned for you for next week. We're going to be announcing our August lineup in just a few days. Uh, but until then, here is a sneak peek. Next week, we have Red Queen, uh, who is an awesome streamer on Twitch. Also a Planet Destiny. Oh, really? Lady. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> that will be number five. <laughs> we are on yeah. fire. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, she's part of her stream team. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Oh, I did not even know that. That's so awesome. That's yeah, she's a really positive, positive person in our community, and I can't wait to learn much more about her. Uh, later this month, we will also have one actual on the podcast, and... Uh, in addition to the creator of the biggest Destiny LFG community on Discord, his name is Welfare, and he created a pretty huge LFG community that we utilize almost on a daily basis, uh, and it is the LFG Discord group. So we're going to be hanging out with him later in August, and we have some more exciting guests to share 
later this month, and we have some pretty exciting guests to share for September, so stay tuned for that. And Guardians, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Destiny Show podcast, and we cannot wait to see you all next Thursday. Yep, thanks everybody. Thanks for your questions and everything and uh, your interaction with us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you given Robots Roundtable a shot yet? This is the new show where the hosts from the Robots Radio Network podcast, all of your favorite hosts, get together every week and they talk a little bit more deeply about some of the things going on in the games and the things that they're enjoying recently. So if you're looking for a fun show talking about games, entertainment with all of your favorite hosts and also a really wacky competition at the end of each episode, give Robots Roundtable a shot. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and basically everywhere. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.